W-E-L, come to the empowerment experiment. This is your girl, Beautiful Q, and we are back again with episode number 15. Yes, 15. Five over 10. So today's episode is going to focus on, yes, molestation. So molestation is very big in America, and it's very big in families. I call that incest. It's not necessarily molestation, it's incest. So that actually, that may be a sensitive subject for a lot of y'all, but I mean, we got to touch on it. We have to touch on it. So as always, y'all know I like to dive into the little insert I like to write um, just to kind of summarize a lot of the advice that I have and <clears throat> just information. So I'm going to go ahead and delve right into it. So today I want to address a grave and distressing issue that unfortunately persists in our society. The presence of molesters within families and the alarming practice of keeping such heinous acts a secret. It is essential that we shed light on this topic and discuss how the situation should be handled to ensure the safety and well-being of those affected. First and foremost, let us acknowledge the immense courage it takes for survivors of familial molestation to come forward and share their experiences. It is an act of immense strength to confront the pain, fear, and shame associated with such traumatic events. As a society, we must create an environment, blah, blah, <laughs> create an environment where survivors feel safe and supported when they choose to disclose these deeply personal and often hidden truth. When confronted with the knowledge of molestation within a family, it is crucial to prioritize the safety and well-being of the victim. The following steps are what I would advise um, to address a situation like this. So first and foremost, you want to create a safe environment, meaning the victim should be removed immediately from danger or that person should immediately be removed from the environment like it just makes sense i don't care who it is it needs to be done for the emotional well-being and the physical well-being of the victim so automatically recreating a safe environment in a trusting environment next um i would advise to report it to the authorities um only because yes Trust me, I know we all would like to take it in our own hands. I know, trust me, if it was up to me, they'll be six feet under. You know, I would, I would, bleh. but unfortunately, there's a cause, there's a, there's a cause to every effect. You know, there's a consequence to every action. So say if we was to take it in our own hands, now that child loses a parent you know, or somebody that they put their trust in. So it's like, now who do they have? Who do they really have to trust now that you're gone? You get what I'm saying? So it's probably best to just report it to the authorities and just let them take it from there. And if nothing happens, then, you know, you do what you do. I mean, something got to be done. <laughs> so just report it to the authorities. Um, another thing is seeking professional help. I would seek professional help. Um, or if you know somebody within the family, somebody you trust to, you know, just mentally, you know, help 
the victim because it's going to be a lot of counseling needed just to address the psychological impact of the abuse. And also, a lot of therapists, they are specializing in trauma. So that way they can help the survivors navigate their emotions and develop coping mechanisms and rebuild their lives because it's a rebuild from there. So I would advise seeking professional counseling. Another thing is breaking the silence. Like we have to break the silence. We cannot go around as if this stuff is not happening and let it keep happening for generations and generations and generations on down. Like let's not have kids have to recover or heal from trauma that they shouldn't have went through. Like, you get what I'm saying? If you know this person is doing this, then you need to go ahead and open your mouth, break the silence, because ain't no way that family member love you or love anybody in the family if they're doing it. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. Like, I read a book, and it says, when a child is raped or molested, they turn into three types of adults. I think it was two or three. The first one is they become a people pleaser, you know, where they feel like they can't, they have to do whatever is being asked of them. And that, of course, it stems from the molestation because, I mean, no child wants to do that. But if you quote unquote with somebody you trust, you're going to feel that that's something that you should do, I guess, to make the person happy, whatever. So they become a people pleaser. Second type of person is, they become a molester themselves. I'm not sure why, but they become a molester themselves. The third is, the book did not bring up this third person, but this is just me, based on my experience of the type of people that I've met that have been traumatized by this type of um, abuse, is they, they don't want nothing to do with the world. Like they just, if they could take themselves out of this world, they would. So those are the people that's like no contact, nothing. I'm, I, it doesn't fall into the people pleaser or the uh, molest, molester, but I feel like that's another one. Like those people that just say to themselves, it's, it's just like they're very timid, very scared of everything. I mean, you can group that with the people pleaser, but I mean, it's up to you. But yeah, that's my opinion on that. And then, of course, get legal action and support. Man, get some, get some type of justice. Ain't a way. Like, nobody should be walking around doing it. That's the way kids, like, you, just because your innocence was taken, don't mean it gives you the right to go around and take somebody else's innocence. Like, that's so backwards. If you know the devastation that you had when your innocence was taken, why the heck are you going around doing it to other kids? Like, it just absolutely makes no sense whatsoever. But they're around here doing it. So we need, somebody needs to stand the hell up say something so we can cut this out because it's just it's it's ridiculous at this point point. and of course education and prevention um you want to always educate you know the victim and <clears throat> at least yourself if you're the parent on how to move forward because it's not going to be an easy path but it's something that can be done it's not nothing that can't be done it can be done anything can be done so you want to also because i mean think about it these Kids or victims are going to school. They're still living day-to-day -day lives, still in society. So it's like they have to be able to maneuver, have coping mechanisms, learn about their triggers. It's, it's just so much they have to do just to be able to fit in normally into society after going through something like that. So, of course, get some education and prevention. A lot, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point us out, um, a lot of us Black families, we don't believe in therapy. 
We don't believe in um, getting help or education. And that's just ridiculous. This is why the information is here. This is why the people are there. Get some help, get some information. It doesn't make you any less of a person. It just makes you one smart person to want to try to navigate through this type of abuse and to help you or anybody else that you know that is associated with it. It's, it's probably the smartest thing to do to break generational curses and traumas. Like, we, somebody got to do it. So, of course, addressing molestation within families requires a multifaceted approach that encompasses legal action, emotional support, and education. Together, we must dismantle the culture of secrecy and silence surrounding these acts, creating an environment where survivors are heard, believed, and supported. By doing so, we can strive for a society free from the shadows of familial molestation and provide a safe future for all. And that right there is my insert. As I said, guys, it is time to break the silence. Um, <clears throat> this was not something that I planned to bring to my podcast, but baby, it need to be heard. Somebody got it. Somebody got to hear it. It may help somebody. Like I said, I'm helping more than one person, obviously, and I appreciate you guys. So I'm looking forward to helping a thousand people. So um, if you have any questions, you can reach out to me on my Instagram. It's beautiful underscore Q with we use, or you can. Follow us on Instagram as well on the empowerment experiment, empowerment underscore experiment at Instagram. We're also on Facebook. Um, so if you need any help, have any questions, have any advice, drop it down. Leave me a voice message on the episode. Um, again, I appreciate you guys for tapping in and listening as always. Um, stay light, stay bright, and... Beautiful Q signing off.